Welcome to your most visionary life. On this weekly podcast, we have real, unscripted, in-person conversations with entrepreneurs about the truth of what it takes to run a business and find a career path that you love. My name is Kelsey Riddle, and I am the founder of Visionary Life and The Visionary Method. The intention behind all of our content is simple, and that's to help you live and lead your own most visionary life in your health, in your life, and in your business. As you begin to listen to the episodes, you'll discover one obvious and common thread, and that's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. But perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. This show will help you break through your limiting beliefs and to inspire you to live life on your own terms, to take more risks, to actually follow your heart, to set bigger goals, and to take tiny steps each day that will lead you towards your most visionary life. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show and happy Sunday night if you're listening to this when it comes out or happy whatever day it is when you're tuning in. I hope you are all able to listen to the episode that went out on Thursday with Caroline from City Revival. Again, I apologize for being late. I certainly try not to let that happen often, but I truly just couldn't find a moment to get it edited and get it out. So Again, sorry for that. If you missed it, please go back and listen because it was a great episode. This week on the show, I have an incredible interview with Marley Cohen, who is a wellness and lifestyle expert based in Toronto. She's also the founder of Kale and Crunches. So I'm going to tell you more about Marley in a minute, but first I just thought I would do a brief little life update. So As some of you may know, I started teaching at my holistic nutrition school, the one that I graduated from five or six years ago. Uh, It's called the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition, or CSNN is how I usually refer to it. And I'm almost officially finished the very first course, and I teach my last one tomorrow. That has definitely contributed to me being MIA for the past few weeks, because learning how to create content, teach it come up with all the handouts, marking, doing the quizzes for them. Oh man, it has been such a journey and I've learned so much and it's definitely tested my abilities. Um, It's also been a dream come true. This is something that I had on my vision board for a couple years and I always imagined myself returning to the school and teaching and practicing the slight edge in my life, which I refer to a lot, just baby steps each and every day to get one step closer to that certainly helps me to find myself in a position of really living my dream. So that's been very eventful. I will definitely breathe a sigh of relief when it's all over as much as I love it. It's just, it's demanding and uh, as rewarding as it is, I'll be happy to have some of my time back. Aside from that, I've got a lot of other work projects going on, but I did want to share something just totally non-work related, which was what we got up to last night. So Dave and I decided to have a little date night out here, and we ended up going to see the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm not sure if many people have seen it yet, but wow, it is such a good movie. And what I loved most about watching Freddie Mercury, the lead singer of Queen, 
shine in his light and totally own his truth was that he exemplifies what a visionary is. And he just had this dream on his heart and he couldn't be stopped. And the way he was portrayed in the movie was just so admirable. It gave me chills just watching it. And I didn't really have any background knowledge on Queen, but watching the entire band in the movie, um, how they just stepped into their superpowers as performers, it was truly inspiring. And I know it's just a movie, but if any of that is reflective of how Queen actually um, carried out their career, it is damn cool. So I would highly recommend seeing the movie in theater probably too, because it's just such a, um, a lot of performances appear in the movie. So go for the big screen, pay that $13 or whatever movie tickets cost these days. You will not regret it. Okay. Let's get back to this week's show with Marley. So here's a little bit of background on her. After struggling to stay active and eat well in her office job, Marley found ways to keep healthy in the workplace and began sharing these tips on her social media channels under the alias Kale and Crunches, both with a K. From clean recipes and healthy food hotspots to new workouts and the latest activewear, Marley loves sharing her favorite products and routines with her audience. She's now a full-time content creator and fitness instructor, and Marley continues to offer her tips to achieving balance and wellness with all of her readers and her community. And she recently announced, too, that she's pregnant, so I'm sure she will be sharing her journey to mamahood as well. I loved this conversation with Marley. She welcomed me into her beautiful home, which I always appreciate. It's one of the reasons I love doing in-person recordings only is because just getting to talk with someone in their home or in their space is just such a genuine experience when you get to sit on their couch side by side. It's just awesome to get to know someone in that manner and to record this episode for you uh, with such a genuine experience. Marley is super real, she's honest, and we just had great conversations. So she's a true visionary of the quote-unquote influencer industry. And in this episode, we chat about things like her perspective on the world of influencers and how she decides on different brands to partner with. We talk about her non-negotiable health habits and business tools and resources that she can't live without. We share her journey of how she transitioned from working a full-time corporate job for many years and then ultimately making that transition into being in business full-time for herself. And we chat a little bit about where Kaylin Crunches, the name, came from and just so much more. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe so that you never miss an episode of Visionary Life. And let's get to this week's show with Marley. Enjoy. Marley, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. Thank you for having me in your beautiful home today. I'm really excited to chat with you. I'm so excited. So I actually caught wind of a blog post that you had written a few months back, and it was called I Left My Day Job for My Dream Job. I just love that title. And since then, I've kind of watched your journey unfold online. So I can't wait to dig into your story and learn all about Kaelin Crunches. Great. So why don't we start by warming you up? Have you ever done a podcast before? I have. You have? Okay. (laughs) So we'll do some rapid fire just to get our voices going. Uh, What's one thing you do every single day that's non-negotiable? So I was going to say, normally I would start every single day with coffee or have, like, that's my one thing that I can't live without, but 
since being pregnant, I feel like I don't have any negotiables, <laughs> sort of life and routine and things that I used to be so obsessed with kind of mm-hmm. went out the door. Yeah. So now it's sort of just survival mode. So have you found a replacement for coffee? Because I'm like traumatized to get pregnant ever <laughs> because I don't know if I could give it up. So I would never expect that I'd want to give it up, but mm. I just don't like the taste of it. It's sort of an aversion. That's so now it's ice water. <laughs> As you can see, I go everywhere with ice water. It's really random. Oh, man. Okay, well, I'm excited for that day that I wake up, and I'm like, I don't crave coffee today, so <laughs> no, something to look you'll need to. it. <laughs> um, is there a book or a podcast that you are loving right now? So for books, I love reading fiction um, and novels because I feel like I listen to so many podcasts that are all about business. So... I'm reading right now, it's called Educated by Tara Westover. Mm. It's an incredible book. Recommend it for anyone who's looking for just like a good, really good heartfelt story. Um, podcasts, I love the Skinny Confidential podcast. You know, it's like kind of a funny name, but if you actually listen to it, she's sort of an original blogger influencer who mm. has, um, I love learning business tips from her, but she also has skin, wellness, food, fitness on it. So it's sort of a well-rounded podcast where I feel like no matter what, I'm always getting just tidbits of information, but it's also really fun. And yeah, I just started listening. It's the him and her, the one, him and right? her podcast. Gosh, yeah. they have some good interviews on right. there. They and you're really right. Do. It's like tangible business skills that I'm like, Correct. damn, you guys are smart. Yeah. Um, where did you grow up? I grew up in Toronto, Midtown. Oh, very been cool. here forever. Yeah. So you haven't moved too far. <laughs> I have not moved too far. Oh, I know it's like embarrassing cool. to say. <laughs> no, when you have the comforts of home, I think yeah. that's amazing. Um, and what's your favorite meal to cook at home or dine out for? Meals to cook at home. I love cooking healthy. So I'll make something it's boring. I'll make something like salmon and sweet potato, asparagus. And then if I go out, my favorite thing is sushi. Mm, yum. Haven't had that in a while. Okay, so let's zoom the lens back a little bit. So your brand is Kale and Crunches. So for the listener who has no idea who you are, who maybe doesn't follow you online, what is Kale and Crunches? So Kale and Crunches is a platform that teaches men and women that health and fitness can be really fun and accessible. It doesn't have to be intimidating and scary. So the goal is through my YouTube channel, Instagram, Facebook, blogging, just to give tips and tricks to be able to incorporate healthy um, healthy eating habits and fit habits and just mm-hmm. basically evolving into a lifestyle that's attainable and maintainable. Mm, I love it. So I'm assuming you didn't start Kale and Crunches when you were like five or six years old. <laughs> so what were you doing leading up to the birth of Kale and Crunches? And how did this all begin? Okay, so leading up to the birth of Kale and Crunches, I was in a nine to five real estate job and miserable. I hated being at my desk all day. I didn't like the work that I was doing. I didn't think I was good at it. It was a sales job pretty much. Um, and I, from sitting at my desk all day, I refound health and fitness. I was active as a kid, wasn't really active in university and then sort of started doing innocent research on how to get back in shape. So mm. uh, that led me to like the life of blogs. This is well mm. before social media. This is like years ago. And I kind of fell in love with fitness blogs that were just showing like how to um, get into working out. Maybe it's trying group exercise or how to meal prep, little things like that that I had never really paid attention to. I sort of became obsessed with. Mm-hmm. So from reading those, I decided to take more opportunities to work out. I joined the gym that was in the basement of my office building 
and then sort of fell in love with it and realized that I was super passionate about this passion I didn't even know existed or that I had. So from following other people's blogs for so long, I always thought like, I, I want to start this. I want to share this. And as I was making these changes and implementing these lifestyle changes, mm-hmm. a lot of people were saying like, oh, you look amazing. Or what are you doing differently? And I loved sharing my tips and tricks that I had picked up. Um, and I really wanted to put them on a platform, but I was way too afraid. So for probably, I'd say five years, I thought about starting a blog all the time. And I started a few, tum- remember Tumblr? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I started like a Tumblr here and there or like a a Google blog or blog spot, whatever those were called yep. here and there. And I would, um, put things out there for five minutes and then get so embarrassed or so <laughs> nervous. I'm like, someone's going to see this, take it down right now. So by the time, like fast forward five years, um, Instagram was, you know, a more popular platform, but it felt safer. I was like, okay, I can mm-hmm. put things on Instagram under a different name and not show my face just show my breakfast, show my running shoes, show my workout, but it doesn't have to be about me mm-hmm. and give those tips and tricks and um, communicate with like a audience out there that it didn't know it was me necessarily. <laughs> so that's sort of how it started. Very cool. Yeah. Anonymously. So, <laughs> I love it. And I think it's so cool that you shared that, you know, back when you began, you were terrified to oh, put yeah. yourself out there and you probably had no idea how people would react or mm-hmm. what their judgments would be. So I know from working with a lot of Uh, new entrepreneurs or people who want to start a business, Mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest things that holds people back. So could you offer any advice for someone who has an idea in their head, but is afraid to share it with the world for fear of judgment? Like, how did you get over that? I just started and then decided that I wasn't going to give a crap what anyone thought, even though it's really obviously easier said than done. Mm -hmm. I did it in a safe way where it wasn't my name and it wasn't photos of me, but I just started. So if I were to give advice to anyone who has an idea, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just want to start because I always say my only regret is that I didn't start it sooner. Mm -hmm. That's such good advice. Um, I'm always so fascinated with how business names come to be because some people get so hung up on finding the perfect name and it just doesn't come to them and other people just land on one and it's like, yeah, it's always been part of me. Um, what's the reason behind kale and crunches? So it's kind of a funny story. Um, I like alliteration and was thinking of a few different things to call it. And it was called for the, probably the first few months, Nike's by night because I felt like I was living a double life. I was real estate during the day and working out and everything and having leading this completely alter ego outside of my office job. So Mm -hmm. the idea was like, it was running shoes by night. And I, at the beginning, didn't even tell my husband about this account. I ran it for a few weeks and then finally (laughs) told him, I'm like, okay, I came home and I'm like, listen, I finally started this account. I'm so embarrassed, but like, here it is, you know, this is what I put up so far. And he looked, he's like, okay, I'm so excited for you. You've been talking about this for so long, but it's the worst name ever. <laughs> I was like, why? He's like, well, first of all, you don't work out at night. Like you exclusively work out at 6 a.m. I'm like, okay, I know. But the whole point is that it's like my alter ego. And he's like, secondly, what if Adidas ever wants to work with you or Puma wants to work with you? And like now you're Nikes by night. You're associated with one brand. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like how would a brand ever see my Instagram account? Who wants to work with me? This is like, no one's ever going to see this. He's like, just trust me, change it. If you like alliteration, what about like you love kale, like kale and cardio and like perfect. He's like, okay. And then we looked, it was taken. He's like, so he started thinking of all these fitness ideas and then we found kale and crunches and I'm like, fine. But the only thing is they both have to be K's like the Kardashians. (laughs) He's like, I have no part in this now. (laughs) 
That is too funny. Well, good on him. Clearly, your husband is a visionary as well because <laughs> yes. he obviously saw the potential in you to be working with yeah, brands. Exactly. And it's so true to like have Nikes in your brand name. Maybe right. for anyone who's listening, try to avoid. Yeah, you know, don't do what I did. <laughs> wrapping brands without them paying you. Exactly. <laughs> um, that's an awesome story. Yeah. So, what were some of the very first steps you took in growing a community? Because obviously now mm-hmm. your audience is built up. Mm-hmm. But can you think back to those days? Like, what were you doing on a regular basis? hundred percent. I remember exactly what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was searching hashtags that were relevant to me, like fitness or FitFam or things like that, and liking a lot of photos of other people's accounts and following them and commenting on them and just engaging mm-hmm. with as many accounts as many accounts as possible. I was constantly engaging and finding similar accounts and networking and I guess you can like call it network social media networking, like just messaging people and that's all I did at the beginning and it was like a full-time job like I set aside hours a day to do that saying that it's a lot different now this was three years ago and Mm -hmm. at the time like there weren't that many Toronto fitness bloggers and other fitness bloggers out there like three years a lot has shifted like the Mm -hmm. word influencer wasn't you know didn't even exist yeah so I think that's definitely something really important to do, but I don't think it works the same way today. Mm-hmm. I know the world of social media and Instagram changes right. rapidly, but like, I do think an important nugget of what you said was that engagement is oh, huge, yeah. right? Yeah. Like if people are leaving you comments, mm-hmm. respond back to them oh, yeah. like it's a conversation or you reach out to the people mm-hmm. that you're following instead of just watching stories, mm-hmm. engage with them. Exactly. You never know who you'll meet. Exactly. Um, so then was there a time between your real estate jobs and launching Kale and Crunches that you were doing both? Or did you go full time with your business right away? What did that transition look like? So I would say it was a year and a few months, let's call it 14 months of full time Kale and Crunches and full time real estate. Meaning Mm -hmm. I knew I needed to leave my job to do Kale and Crunches somehow. What that looked like, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I still don't really know today. Like it changed, it shifts so much, but The point is that I knew I had to take steps to prepare myself to leave. So I didn't just say, I started an Instagram Instagram account, bye. Like Mm -hmm. I knew that I needed to work this side hustle to the point that I could leave. So that what that looked like for me was doing my personal training certification while I was working full time, doing my health coach certification while I was working full time. So that was 40 Mm -hmm. weeks. Um, Posting content. So especially living in Toronto, we in like, Come fall, we have in winter five minutes of daylight during the week. So, like waking up super early or spending like hours on Saturday and Sunday creating enough content for the week, mm-hmm. posting at my lunch hour. I mean, stories didn't exist at this point. That would have been really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just, oh yeah, working it and then starting to teach spin too, um, mm-hmm. like teaching classes and stuff and really just going to any events that I got invited to, like put, putting that work in, like really working that side hustle full time along with my job. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's such good advice. It's almost like in that startup phase, yeah, you're busy with your current job, but you Mm -hmm. have to be equally invested in building your side hustle up by saying yes to the events after work, even if you are tired. Exactly. I think there does have to be kind of that go-getter phase where, you know, you're all in on two different worlds. 100%. (laughs) Um, so you said, obviously your business is changing a Mm -hmm. lot every day, but (laughs) what does a day in the life of you look like these days? So no day is the same, which 
sounds glamorous to a lot of people, but I just want to say that it took me a really long time to get adjusted to not having a nine to five routine. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is glamorous to have that life, but there's also something nice about routine and knowing Mm -hmm. what your expectations are every single day of a nine to five. So Mm -hmm. it definitely, it took like a good year to get used to, but typical day, if there was one would be clients in the morning. So Mm -hmm. from 6.30 on seeing clients, um, probably either going to an event for a brand, record you know doing an interview creating Mm -hmm. content filming shooting blogging um getting my own workout in somewhere and then again seeing another round of clients or teaching classes in the evening Mm. so do you feel like you find balance in your day or are you generally working from like the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed what does that look like for you I try to be balanced with some things like social media, which mm-hmm. doesn't really look like I am because my life is on, is on stories, but I do. Mm-hmm. That's probably one thing I try and stay a bit balanced for, with, but um, otherwise it's, I mean, my life is sort of my job mm-hmm. almost. So yeah. it's like, I don't really think that there is a balance. Yeah. It's so true. I just try and set boundaries, I should say, not balance. Yep. Totally. Yeah. That's awesome too. And you're right. When you like what you do right. and you're... Mm-hmm you're doing things that light you up. Mm-hmm. It's okay that you're getting up at 6 a.m. Oh, yeah. and maybe not ending. I'm sure you take a couple hours midday. To right, I like, have the option. If I really great. need a nap, like especially right now, at you know from 3 to 4, I have yeah. that luxury. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So speaking of your business too, is there like a tool or a resource or an app on your phone, something that really helps to keep you accountable or organized or something you couldn't live without? So I cannot live without Google Calendar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really simple, but I color code it. And on Sundays especially, I put everything in my calendar from like my workouts to, you know, phone calls to going to the bank. Like everything mm-hmm. has a color and it's in there and I check my calendar every five seconds. And if yes. it's not in my calendar, it doesn't exist. So I will forget, <laughs> especially now because the baby brain is real and I have no memory <laughs> or vocabulary. So I sound, I apologize if I sound ridiculous. My friend was recently pregnant too. And she always had that baby brain of like not being able to spit out sentences. I can't finish like, my sentences. Is that real? I've never been so poorly spoken in my life. Really? Yeah. It's so real. I wonder what like, the actual physiology of that is maybe the baby stealing all your important brain nutrients stealing everything sense you're growing a baby so i think that's okay um okay so a lot of your business is built around instagram and social media in general so let's kind of spend a few minutes on that topic because for any business right now social media is vital as we know yep Um, and there's a lot of people who are intimidated by it. A lot of people, you know, they jump right in and Mm -hmm. they're so natural on it. Right. And then there's people in between. So for you, does sharing your daily life online come naturally or do you treat it more like a job that you schedule in your Google calendar? (laughs) So I would say both. Um, it does come naturally, which I'm lucky with because I know some people hate talking to the camera and they feel awkward. So that did come naturally. I didn't really have to get too used to it, which is good. Um, but at the same time, I do make sure that I store even when I don't feel like it. So especially the past like three months, I haven't felt like, you know, putting the camera on me. I feel disgusting. I'm tired, but Mm -hmm. I have sort of made an effort to be like, okay, you have to do this. It's your job. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm out for lunch with friends, like I don't want to, I'm so not the type to pull out my phone at a meal, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I feel like I have to, and I should, and I'm like, oh, this is a fun restaurant. I should show where we are to, you know, Mm -hmm. because I do at the end of the day feel like. 
my followers or my community, like I feel connected to them a lot mm-hmm. and I want to share things and I want to ask their opinion. Mm-hmm. And even though I don't know who all of them are, I still really feel a connection. Mm-hmm. So I like sharing because I like getting their feedback and I like engaging with them. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. And mm-hmm. I think people come to expect something of you. So if you share pretty openly your life from mm-hmm. the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, mm-hmm. it's kind of like when we were younger and we'd watch American Idol every Thursday, yeah. you knew it was going to be on. So you <laughs> right. Up for it. So yeah. when you're building a business online, if you kind of tell your followers in your community, like you can come watch my stories mm-hmm. and, and see what I'm up to as a health and fitness blogger or whatever, mm-hmm. they come to expect that from yeah. you. So I like that you say you do have to treat it kind of like a job mm-hmm. because you're accountable yeah. to the people who are, you know, letting you do this as a full-time passion. So mm-hmm. um, I am the person who loves social media as well. And I feel like for me, a lot of positive experiences have come from it. I'm wondering, have you had any really positive, whether that be connections or maybe you got to travel somewhere or try a new restaurant? Can you just share a few of your positive experiences? Yeah, so I've definitely had amazing experiences like working with brands and getting to travel and try new things, try new products. But to be honest, the biggest gift of social media has been my friendships. Mm. I have some best friends now who... I wouldn't have known if it weren't for Instagram and like these aren't just fake like like each other's photos comment on each other's and see each other at events these are like real deep friendships where we've Mm. been there for each other through like really important things and shitty situations and great situations like real real friendships who Mm -hmm. I speak to on the phone every single day that like I met because you know we like followed each other on Instagram and Mm -hmm. so that to me has been like the biggest gift of all. That totally, like, warms my heart. I love hearing <laughs> stories like yeah. that because, you know, a lot of people give social media a bad rap and for good reason, mm-hmm. right? And there's a lot of negative that comes from it. But mm-hmm. I, too, have met some of my really good friends online. Yeah. And I just think, like, how cool that we live in a day and age that we can be friends yeah. with anybody. Exactly. And if you want those friendships to go deeper, yeah. you can make right. that happen. Then you meet up in person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so do you have any advice around boundaries, yeah. around phone time <laughs> and being online? It sounds like you've kind of figured that out mm-hmm. and you're you know, trying to be mindful about it, but what tips could you offer to someone who feels like they're glued to their phone? So my biggest advice for someone who, if you want to start your business and really share your life and be online all the time, explain to the people that are important to you and that this would affect why it's important that you Mm -hmm. are doing it and then give them a timeline. So for example, on like a Sunday night or not Sunday night because DC's obsessed with football on the Saturday night if I'm at home with DC and we're watching. Is that your husband? (laughs) Yeah, sorry. (laughs) And we're watching um, like a movie or something. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to be on for the next five minutes. I just have to answer these DMs and then I'm going to put it away. So it's always been a communication. Like I'm doing this because it's work so that he doesn't think I'm aimlessly scrolling or just like liking photos for fun Mm -hmm. or whatever. It's always like, okay, this is business for five minutes, Mm -hmm. then I'll put it away. Or same at dinner, like, guys, I'm just going to story this really quickly, then I'll put it away. So I think Mm -hmm. that if you really communicate to people who don't get it, that social media is my job, I have to do it. I get that you don't want to be on it, or I get that it makes you uncomfortable, that I have to do it right now, then I'll put it away. I don't think people are offended. Like, I think you just have to have that conversation, Mm -hmm. especially for people that are like important to you and, you know, relationships that you want to nurture. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a good tip too. I love 
that you're recognizing that it's better to just be transparent with yeah. the people you're around rather mm-hmm. than trying to like sneak a story or sneak a photo. Mm-hmm. Just letting them know that like truly this is your career. Okay. So uh, so long as they can you know respect that, I think it's cool that you just bring it up. Yeah, totally. um, and not hide anything. Mm-hmm. So because social is your job, you work with a lot of brands. And so we had one person uh, DM a question that I wanted to ask on her behalf. (laughs) It's actually about working with brands. And she said, I want to work with brands on my social media, but I'm afraid it will discredit me or make my audience lose trust. Any advice? Okay, so that's like opening up a whole can of worms on the conversation of sponsored posts, but I actually really think she phrased the question well for a few reasons. Okay. So I would say if you want to start working with brands but don't know where to start, post your favorite brands and your products all mm-hmm. from day one. So if you were to scroll back to any of my early photos, I'm constantly posting my favorite brands and like they look like a really sponsored photo, which mm-hmm. you know in this day and age people don't like, but... That's just because it was a brand, you know, that I really liked or that I loved using or um, a restaurant I loved going to. So from day one, I was always sharing these things because that's something I wanted to do. It's Mm -hmm. like, I use this product because it does, you know, A, B, and C, or I eat this smoothie at this restaurant because it does A, B, and C. So Mm -hmm. I was always doing that, which is why I think um, brands came to me because they're like, this is the type of account, an account that like they are, they're aligned with our brand and they would share branded photos and products mm-hmm. um but in terms of like discrediting i think you just have to be really true to who you are like my friends and i always joke that we should start an account that's like can i swear on this of course they're like <laughs> it should be called you should see the shit we turned down like i love it that's like i want to start like a blog that's like you should see the shit we turned down because <laughs> people think that we just like take anything that comes to us but like if we get you know 10 offers a week like we probably take maybe one or two because mm-hmm. You know, you're getting products thrown at you every day. Everyone wants to be advertised in this day and age, mm-hmm. and the best way to do it is to get to influencers right now. So, you know, it's really important to just stick to brands that you actually use, even mm-hmm. if you don't think your audience is going to like them, even if they're not, you know, not natural or this or that. Like, be yourself, mm-hmm. and I think people will see that. And I get that the audience or community doesn't like to see advertisements, but at the same time, like you have to remember that we were the people that were showing you these things and we weren't being paid for them. And we're showing you them today, even if we're not being paid for them. My goal isn't to deceive my followers. It's not to say, it's not to try and make the post look not sponsored because I feel like if I were to do a post and you, whether you knew it was sponsored or not, then I'm doing my job. Like if you can't tell the difference, Mm -hmm. then I feel like I'm doing my job not to trick anyone, but because I truly believe in that product and would use them whether I was being paid or not. Yeah. That's such a good, I love what you just said. I'm going to have to re-listen to that a few times. But, um, one thing I really pulled from it was like, be yourself, be the person who will back that up. The reason why you decided to work with them no matter what. Mm -hmm. And as long as it rings true with you and feels good with you, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what anybody else wants to say about why do you work with this brand versus this brand? Um, just off topic, do you have any like favorite partnerships you've ever had before? Or oh, that's is that, such a good question. No, that's too hard. <laughs> no, that's not too hard. Um, I've worked with Genuine Health a bunch of times. Like, it's a protein powder that I've used forever, and will all you know. I'm not saying like we'll always only use that, but like I've just used it for so long, so it was exciting to work with them. Mm-hmm. My most exciting ones have been like the one, the brands that I've always used anyways, mm-hmm. or like, for example, Pantene, I got to work th- with them this year. Like I've literally been using Pantene since I was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so like to, in 
that one, you know, I got a little bit of flack for because people were like, oh, it's not natural or oh, it's this. But it's like, I don't use natural shampoo. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm just not going to pretend to be, you know, someone that I'm not. And yeah. I've, so it's exciting when you get to use, work with a brand that you've already been using your whole life mm-hmm. and like you would use anyways. Yeah, <laughs> That's when it like really, that's when it really works out. It's funny that everyone <laughs> always wants to have an opinion. Exactly. And, you oh, know, no. I can only imagine when like I start you know, being a mother, everyone's the oh, shit yes. that I'm going to get for like, yeah. don't use this product. Don't use that. That's when boundaries, kill your baby. <laughs> boundaries will really come into play because you'll be like, I just can't even read these messages. I know. Right I get like, attacked every day. No kidding. Um, oh shit. I just forgot my next question. I had one in my head. I'm going to have to edit this out. I had a good one that came to me. Damn it. <laughs> we were talking about natural, not natural brands. Oh, I know what I was going to okay. say. <laughs> We're almost, we have a few more questions. No worries. Just need to make a note. Because, like, if I forgot to edit that out, (laughs) yeah, it happens. (laughs) I'm just like, now I write the time thing. Okay. So this is another off-script question, but I used to work um, in experiential marketing, and I ran a lot of events for natural health companies. And we got to a point where we felt like we were, you know, running these events and we were always inviting out the community and influencers and, you know, people who would love the event, whether it was a fitness event or a nutrition workshop. And we realized that we were kind of coming to a point where you guys as influencers had seen it all. Do you know what I mean? Like you've been to a lot of events. I'm sure that you are um, faced with a lot of opportunities that you have to turn down. So again, just kind of off the record, is there any advice that you could actually offer to brands or businesses who are listening who want to put on a successful event and invite a community of people like yourself? Is there anything that makes an event stand out to you or what makes it a good experience? It's a really, really good question. Um, I was actually just talking about it with another like fellow blogger bestie the other day because we are saying that we're going to less and less events these days because... A lot of brands expect you to come to their events and story, you know, put it on stories and and use the hashtag of the event and show all the new products before they're out because, you know, that's the goal is always really to push a new product for free. Like, and we, at the beginning, you know, you say yes to everything because Mm -hmm. I do believe at the beginning of starting out on this type of journey, say yes to everything, you know, network. This is how you meet people. But it's also taking time away from my clients and my teaching and my classes and like finding subs for things to go and then giving free advertising. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like, you know, inviting, I don't know, like an editor to come and you be like, you have to write about that, you know, write about us for free or whatever. I mean, I don't really know how that works, but mm-hmm. I think that, so we were saying, we're like, what kind of events do we like to go to? So one, you have to learn something. So we love like learning about new products, not just a new, like, smoothie but like why is it important like you know teach me about collagen teach me about gut health you know teach me something that I can give back to my followers so Mm. the value like there has to be enough value in what we're learning which is really important Mm. the other is like give give me I like like going to work at once like give me something to do like make it you know like previews and things like that at, at the end of the day or like if I'm not you know I don't need to see another like running shoe. I don't need to see another bathing mm-hmm. suit or something. Like it has to be, it just, there has to be value there. So whether it's, you know, a meal or a workout or something or, um, or teaching something really valuable that we can share with our community. Mm-hmm. I think those are like the two most important mm-hmm. things. Yeah. I think that's a really good point is yeah. like, 
you know, you want to go to expand your own mind right. too. Like, yes, exactly. you, you can help them you know, promote their product, but right. there has to be value in it for yeah. you as well. Um, okay. So kind of getting into our final few questions here. Um, you mentioned that what's rewarding about your business is that you get to connect with so many mm-hmm. people. Uh, but on the other end of the spectrum, what's challenging about managing the daily operations of Kale and Crunches? Oh my God, everything. <laughs> um, I would say balancing the actual operations of the business. So like finding enough time to A, create content, B, edit content, C, do admin work. So that's like invoicing, emails, speaking with lawyers, speaking with accountants. Like there's so you're basically wearing all hats of your business. So I hired an assistant um, like six months ago who's been a lifesaver. I love her. Um, and she does, she helps with a little bit of everything. But like I have a weekly newsletter. I have, you know, a YouTube channel. There's so much. So my biggest challenge for sure is making enough time to create content, which is ultimately what I'm here for versus mm-hmm. running the actual business. Like you literally wear every single hat. Mm-hmm. So well, it's good challenging. on you for hiring help <laughs> yeah. and for knowing what you needed to outsource in right. order to level yeah. up. Um, so speaking of growing and leveling up, mm-hmm. do you have plans to grow Kale and Crunches in the near future or are you just enjoying where it's at right now? No, I definitely have plans to grow it. My ultimate goal would be to move away from um, like relying on brand partnerships and more like promoting my own brand. So building that out, whether that looks like an ebook or guidebook or like more YouTube content or video content, um, just really focusing on that and like doing more community events, retreats and Mm. opportunities that give me a chance to really engage with more people in real life. Mm, That sounds awesome. Well, we definitely look forward to seeing how your business (laughs) evolves. Um, before we wrap this up, I have one last question that I ask all my guests. Um, so for someone listening who is yearning to start up a side hustle or a passion project or an online business or a full-time venture, but they have no idea where to begin, what advice would you offer them based on your own experience? Find something. So I would say just start, but like, okay, start with what? Find something that you can do every single day. So whether that is creating an Instagram account or blogging or, you know, vlogging or find something that you can do one thing every day, whether it's, you know, keeping, taking a photo of your food or filming a workout video or something. Mm -hmm. So because ultimately consistency is key. And I know so many people start and then they stop or they give up, you know, they create a business and they, and it just doesn't go anywhere Mm -hmm. because I think that you forget that consistency is the most important part. Like you can't expect to start something, do, you know, three weeks of work and then watch it take off. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to put that work in every single day. Mm, That's such good advice. Um, Well, Miley, this has been so awesome to get to know you and I'm so grateful that you shared so much of your business story. (laughs) Uh, If people want to learn more about you, where could they best find you? So best place to find me is on Instagram. So it's at kale underscore and underscore crunches with a K. And I'm always answering my DMs and comments and everything. So that's the best place to find me. Um, Also my website, kaleandcrunches.com or YouTube kaleandcrunches. Perfect. Well, I will link all of that in our show notes so people can go there. And again, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. That's a wrap. Until next week, I hope you make tiny leaps in order to achieve your most visionary life. I'd love for you to join my insiders community. Just search Visionary Life on Facebook 
We talk about our favorite books, our podcasts of the week, tools, tips, and tricks for making our lives easier as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. And really, it's just a place to have open and honest conversation. I love taking these podcast discussions offline. Please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. I send a beautiful essential oil blend, the visionary blend, and a love note from me to anyone and everyone who leaves a rating and review. Just make sure you take a screenshot and send it to me with your shipping address. And if you think I'm joking, why not try it out?